BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time for Justice Matters with former federal prosecutor and MSNBC analyst Glenn Kirchner. Fulton County Judge Scott McAfee wrote an order describing the trial dates for the first of the 19 Georgia RICO defendants. Glenn says so far, he's a common-sense-driven judge. So friends, given a new ruling just issued by the judge who is presiding over the Georgia State RICO trial involving Donald Trump and 18 of his criminal associates, his co-conspirators, It looks like we now have our first RICO trial set to kick off on October 23rd against defendants Kenneth Cheesebro or Chesbro and Sidney Powell. Here's the new reporting from The Independent. Headline, Trump will be tried separately from Powell and Cheesebro in Georgia election interference case, Judge Rules. And that article begins, Donald Trump and 16 other co-defendants in the Georgia election interference case will be tried separately from lawyers Kenneth Cheesebro and Sidney Powell, the judge in the case has ruled. Then this quote from the judge, defendants Cheesebro and Powell will join each other at trial. However, the other 17 defendants are severed from these two. Additional severances may follow. All pretrial deadlines will proceed as scheduled without a stay or a pause of the proceedings, Judge Scott McAfee of the Superior Court of Fulton County wrote in a ruling issued on Thursday. The trial for Mr. Cheesebro and Ms. Powell is set to go ahead on 23 October. The move comes after Mr. Cheesebro and Ms. Powell invoked their right to a speedy trial, the judge noted. Their motions to sever their cases from each other were denied. But the court found that severing the remaining 17 co-defendants is simply a procedural and logistical inevitability, leading to the motions to sever from Mr. Cheesebro and Ms. Powell being granted in part. Quote, severance is an absolute necessity. Additional divisions of the 17 defendants may well be required, the judge, 34, added. That is a decision for another day, once the many anticipated pretrial motions have been resolved and a realistic trial date approaches. Okay, friends, now I want to focus on just three things that we learned as a result of Judge McAfee's ruling. But first, Can I urge you all to read Judge McAfee's seven-page ruling? He is 34 years old, as the article noted. But boy, he is a smart, savvy, thoughtful, learned, professional, polite, and entirely common-sense-driven judge. Now, 
I base that assessment on watching him in the televised hearings thus far, in reading this seven-page ruling, and I make that evaluation against the backdrop of having appeared before well over a hundred judges in my 30 years as a prosecutor. And what I can say is thus far, he has shown he's more than up to the task of presiding over this 19 co-defendant RICO trial in Georgia involving a criminal former president's attempt to overturn the results of the Georgia state election. So I am actually pretty excited to watch Judge McAfee preside over the trial. I guess maybe that makes me a law geek, that that's the kind of thing I get excited about, but, but I really am. So here are the three things that I wanna talk about as a result of reading Scott McAfee's ruling. First question, will any other defendants be added to the October 23rd trial, or will the trial just proceed against Powell and Cheesebro? Well, Judge McAfee sort of takes that on in his ruling, specifically at footnote three, when he says, should any defendant who has not yet filed a waiver invoke the statutory speedy trial deadline before the trial of defendants Cheesebro and Powell has commenced, those defendants will immediately join the October 23rd trial. Okay, let's unpack that a bit. Basically, the only two defendants who have demanded a speedy trial, which means the trial has to start in late October, are Cheesebro and Powell. So those are the two who are going to trial and they're going to trial together. We'll talk about that in a minute. But basically the other 17 defendants, including Donald Trump, have either filed a notice with the court that we're waiving our speedy trial rights. We don't wanna to go to trial in October. We wanna to go to trial well off in the future. So most of the 17 defendants have either filed a waiver of their speedy trial rights or they've indicated to the judge that they will file a waiver. But what Judge McAfee says in that footnote is, if any of you 17 decide to assert your speedy trial rights, which is absolutely your right, you will immediately be added to the case involving co-defendants Powell and Cheesebro and you will go to trial on October 23rd. So I suspect you're going to see the defendants hustling to the courthouse to file their waiver of their speedy trial rights so they don't get batched together with Powell and Cheesebro and have to go to trial in October. Here's the second thing I wanna take on. Is it a good thing or a bad thing that Cheesebro and Powell are going to trial together? Because you remember in that reporting I just read, they wanted to go to trial separate from one another. They each wanted their own trial. They each filed a motion to sever their case, separate their case from the other defendant. And Judge McAfee said, uh, yeah, those motions to sever and be tried separately are denied. That's bad for both Cheesebro and Powell. Why? Because they played different roles in the criminal enterprise to try to corruptly overturn the results of the Georgia presidential election. And so now they will be sitting together at council table and the jurors will hear all about what Kenneth Cheesebro did, you know, by coming up with this fake elector scheme, this criminal corrupt scheme. 
and what Sidney Powell did, including, you know, computer trespass, right? Trying to mess with the voting machines, my goodness. So the jurors will hear evidence about both of those crimes or series of crimes by both of those two defendants. And that can only be a bad thing for those defendants to be tried together. But even more importantly, friends, the first RICO trial will include evidence not only of what Cheesebro did, his crimes, not only what Powell did, her crimes, but what all of the other co-defendants did. DA Fonnie Willis and her team of prosecutors will come out of the gates strong during this first trial. They will prove up the entire conspiracy what all of the co-conspirators did, not just Powell and Cheesebro, but Meadows and you know, corrupt DOJ official Jeffrey Clark and uh, John Eastman and Jenna Ellis and all of the Rudy Giuliani, all of the other co-conspirators and yes, Donald Trump. They will prove up Donald Trump's crimes. Why? Because when you're in a conspiracy, when you join a criminal enterprise, when you all pool your nefarious resources to try to commit a crime, like overturn the results of an election, all co-conspirators are guilty of all of the crimes committed by the enterprise, whether they personally committed them or not. So it may just be a trial against two co-conspirators, but the evidence will prove up the crimes of all of the co-conspirators all 19, the entire criminal enterprise. So I think the fact that they are being tried together is bad for both of them. Coming up next, Glenn talks about the pros and cons of not being the first to go to trial. This is Justice Matters. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The judge in Fulton County, Georgia, has ruled that RICO co-conspirators Kenneth Chesbro and Sidney Powell will be tried on October 23rd. Glenn explains this is both good news and bad news for Donald Trump. Here's the last question I want to take on, perhaps one that is on everybody's mind. With Donald Trump not being part of the first trial, he will be tried sometime in the future. Is that a good thing for Trump? Is it a bad thing for Trump? Well, on balance, I believe it's a bad thing for Trump for a couple of reasons. First of all, what is the upside? What's the benefit of not going to trial first? 
of going to trial sometime in the future and watching the trial, the case in which you're indicted, go to trial before you are required to stand trial. Well, the one obvious benefit is that Donald Trump and his lawyers get to preview the evidence. I tried a series of RICO cases, friends. Same case, but we had to batch the defendants together in three trials. So during the first trial, all of the defense attorneys who were representing the defendants from the second and third trials were sitting in the courtroom watching the evidence, watching the witnesses, watching the strengths and the weaknesses, the soft spots of the prosecution's case. And they were learning, they were trying to see if they could exploit those weaknesses when they had to go to trial later on. That is a benefit, but it's not much of a benefit. Here's why. The prosecutors, as I said, will prove the entire conspiracy against all of the defendants, whether they're on trial in that first trial or not. And Donald Trump's lawyers can watch and try to learn and try to you know, come up with a slightly better defense in the future because they've gotten to preview the prosecution's case. Oh, but here's the beauty of it. The only two defendants in that trial, Powell and Cheesebro, will be represented by their attorneys, obviously. And what will those attorneys do? They will attack the evidence that incriminates who? Powell and Cheesebro. They're not gonna be attacking the evidence that incriminates Rudy Giuliani, Jeffrey Clark, John Eastman, Mark Meadows, Jenna Ellis, or the others, they're probably just gonna leave that alone. They're not there to knock down that evidence. They're there to focus on and try to knock down and undercut the evidence that directly implicates their clients because that's the most damaging evidence the jury's gonna hear. The evidence of what Cheesebro did his crimes and what Powell did, her crimes. Here's what happens. Here's the phenomenon that I have seen play out under these circumstances where you batch defendants together in a series of trials. There will be no attorney representing Donald Trump in the trial. What does that mean? When the evidence of Donald Trump's crimes, the witnesses, the documents, is presented to the jury during the first trial, Donald Trump will not have an attorney standing up and cross-examining those witnesses or objecting to those incriminating documents. He will have nobody trying to knock down the evidence that incriminates Donald Trump, that makes Donald Trump look bad, look like he committed crimes in violation of Georgia state law. So that evidence may just go unchallenged. Why does that matter? Because we know Donald Trump fights every battle in the court of public opinion. So what will the public get to see during the course of the first trial against Powell and Cheesebro? And they're gonna see it because the trial will be televised and it will be live streamed. They're gonna see evidence of Donald Trump's crimes flooding in, being presented to the jury day after day, week after week, and yes, month after month. And Donald Trump and his lawyers will not have a voice in the proceedings and that will help form public opinion about the crimes of Donald Trump and Mark Meadows and Rudy Giuliani and John Eastman and Jeffrey Clark and Jenna Ellis and the others. I know I'm forgetting lots of defendants, but you get the point. 
So this is going to hurt. Indeed, I think it's going to devastate Donald Trump in the court of public opinion for those people who care to watch the trial and who are fact-based people who can discern between fact and fiction. So the bottom line takeaway is the fact that Donald Trump will not be sitting in that first trial actually will work to his significant detriment in a number of ways. And that's a good thing. Because justice matters. Friends, as always, please stay safe, please stay tuned, and I look forward to talking with you all again soon. For more on Glenn, go to Glenn Kirshner 2 on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. This is Justice Matters.